0: The idea of digging a hole to the farmers, they go, whoa, and you want to dig 10 of them? And they go, yeah, I'd like to dig 10. And they go, well, uh, let's dig one and see how that works, you know. And then once they see it, they go, well, man, we better dig some more holes and look around.
1: That's Bob Schaefer, who's about to jump neck deep into a trench on a big island farm.
0: Now, let's capture a sample
1: from the upper
0: portion here.
1: Farmers hire Bob to dig these holes because Bob is a soil expert, known as an agronomist. And today, he's going to prescribe a treatment that will help one local farmer grow more plants and combat climate change. You're listening to Stemming the Tide, a podcast from Honolulu Civil Beat. I'm Thomas Heaton. Every month, Stemming the Tide will explain exactly how climate change is impacting everyday life in Hawaii. But don't despair. It's not going to be all doom and gloom. We're also going to highlight solutions and people who are responding to these problems in innovative ways. And when you think about climate change, you often think about the atmosphere, carbon emissions, right? But what if instead of looking up, we looked down? Then we looked even deeper, because it turns out soil, dirt, plays a big role in combating climate change. And Hawaii's farmers hold a lot of that power. To understand how soil plays a role in climate change, I sat down with Professor Susan Crow. She has her own soil ecology lab at the University of Hawaii.
2: So the soil has an incredible capacity to store carbon. There's more carbon below ground in soil than there is in the trees and the atmosphere combined.
1: But not all dirt is created equally. Consider Hawaii's eight main islands.
2: The soil in Hawaii has an incredible diversity. It really just gives us an opportunity to understand and to care for just this enormous range of soils that happen globally. That's really special about the soils here in Hawaii.
1: Carbon gets a bad rap when too much of it is in the atmosphere, but it's essential for growing food. Soil that's good for growing plants is often rich in carbon and farmers have a few options when it comes to enriching their soils with carbon. Compost
2: um, is, is an important one that lots of people are familiar with here. Biochar is
1: another one. Biochar is essentially charcoal made from dead plants, wood chips and other organic matter you'd find on a farm. It has really high carbon content. And when you put that biochar back into the ground, you're keeping it out of the landfill and the carbon out of the atmosphere. Same goes for food waste and compost. Increasingly,
2: as we talk about the importance of waste management, composting and biochar can be really, really critical components to a waste stream diversion, right? Then it's no longer waste, and you don't have to use the word waste because you're not wasting it anymore.
1: Right now, a lot of Hawaii's farmers rely upon imported fertilizers instead of using local compost or biochar, and those shipments Bringing that fertilizer contribute a lot of greenhouse gases, as do the ships and the planes bringing food to Hawaii. Currently, about 80% of Hawaii's food is imported. So, Professor Crow says the benefits are twofold, at least.
2: Absolutely, threefold, fivefold, tenfold. I don't know. It's amazing. So, to me, this is one of the most exciting places that that I that I spend a little bit of my time. Um, pondering, Um, but when you think much more holistically about soil health, then carbon is one part of it, but you have all of these other carryover positive effects because then not only do you get the carbon and maybe greenhouse gas benefits of implementing a better management practice on the landscape, you also get to think about all of the emissions you've avoided by not having to import food, by not having to import fertilizer, and it comes back down to soil. (laughs)
1: While it may seem like a simple solution, you can't just dump compost on an empty field and call it a day, which is where soil scientist Bob Schaefer comes in. And so everything I do
0: about soils and science is for the benefit directly of farming. When we do these investigations, I'm not trying to identify the horizons by their scientific nomenclature. We're trying to get down to what do we need to do as farmers.
1: Bob digs these holes five or six feet deep, all over farms, and tests the soil chemistry for essential nutrients, like carbon. He then works with farmers on a long-term plan that will help them and their plants thrive.
0: We're gonna correct the calcium and phosphate and potassium levels out here in the tractor row to encourage the cover crop and to encourage rooting.
1: A lot of Bob's work is focused on a plant's roots. Because if a plant is growing strong roots that grow really deep and hold onto the soil, that prevents erosion. Erosion
0: is the number one problem with soils. It's pretty simple. If the soil runs off, goes downhill, and is not here anymore, I don't have to worry about its health. It's gone. And we won't be growing any food on it.
1: And preventing erosion is another way farmers can help combat climate change.
0: Bringing carbon out of the sky, through plants, and into the soil where it's sequestered
1: for a long period of time. Like trees, soil can hold on to carbon. When soil erodes, that stored carbon is released into the atmosphere.
0: The basis of sustainability is the soil.
1: This isn't theoretical. Bob has helped countless farmers across the world He rattles off stories about particular farmers. Coffee in Hawaii, rice in California, vegetables in Australia.
0: Australia, great example. I work in Australia, I give lectures and they go look we hear you talking about this but we want to see it. We want to see where you've put compost and moderated your tillage for at least 10 years. So I take 12 of these guys in two vans And I'd let them talk to the farmers. I don't have anything to say about it at that point. It's not about me, it's about the farm and their soils.
1: But Bob and these farmers can't do this alone. They need support. And lawmakers are looking to help. At the Hawaii State Capitol this year, there's a bunch of bills related to healthy soil practices and compost subsidies. I wrote a whole article about these upcoming bills. Please head over to civilbeat.org to read more. I'm your host, Thomas Heaton. My editor is Nathan Eagle, and this episode was produced and co-written by Claire Caulfield. Our music is from Blue Dot Sessions. Stemming the Tide is supported by the Environmental Funders Group of the Hawaii Community Foundation, Maurice LaFund of the Hawaii Community Foundation, and the Frost Family Foundation. To learn more about Civil Beat and our journalism, please subscribe to our free morning email newsletter by texting CIVIL to 66866.